Hello and welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here in North Texas for the first time in a long time, for the first time definitely in 2023, and for the first time in like eight weeks, we're back here on No Beer Left Behind. I'm joined tonight by my good buddy Frank down in Austin. Frank, how are you? I'm doing well, Brian. Just, you know, it's been a long time. Well, so you said eight weeks. There's a hell of an echo. That's on you. Sorry. Okay. One second. No, it's all. I mean, I, I can't hear it on my end. You can't. No. Okay. Now it's gone. Um, okay. It's been like so long. I, we forgot how to podcast. Yeah. So we're still recording, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, oh, fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah. So it's been so long, uh, but you said eight. I think we recorded an episode on the 17th of december didn't we i don't remember recording shit in december but maybe maybe it's possible um yeah but uh, for good reasons so if you guys followed the uh the mblb twitter you will have found out that we had some internal family struggles yep. if we can if we can put it lightly um our best bud parker had a very serious medical emergency Yep. That honestly, it didn't feel appropriate to record. So it wasn't. It wasn't because we don't love recording. It was more. It was not the right time to you know get together for recording, even though we did chat every day and you know kept everybody in good spirits. But we are happy to report that he is very much on the mend, and our boy, um. He's going to be a walking miracle soon. So when he comes back on the cast, uh, which could be, you know, in the next couple of weeks, um, we're going to have a, we're going to have a big celebration because it's it's definitely uh, you know something we should all be very thank- thankful for, and it was a good reason not to you know not to record any episodes or or, or really do anything with MBLB for a bit. And yeah, we're certainly glad that he's he's going to be back and. You know, still has a ways to go, but he's he's definitely on the other side of that that hill. <clears throat> well, it's just you know, one time for Parker here. Yeah, dude. Just I mean, I honestly like it's. I don't know. I I don't know if you did this, but for for me, it was like like I heard the news, you know, and it instantly you just can't process it, and your brain is just sitting there like mending over like okay what is this like real life is it not real life and then at some point you kind of start realizing it is and then you just can't you know you just can't control yeah and you, then you hear this you hear news and that is completely like puts you completely out of control of the situation with one of your good uh-huh. friends and you realize like you hear other people tell these stories and you're like wow that sucks and you realize like oh no we're we're in this like this uh-huh. is this is my friend this is somebody who I care about, who I can't you know, like, who's out of my control. Like you said, like I can't do anything to help. And the only thing I can do to help is like, I don't know, just call and check up on the people around him and make sure they're okay. You know? Yeah. And it, uh, for it to happen around Christmas time, it was, 
it was tough, man. That's it's Yeah, it was it was extremely tough and I mean it, it, it so the 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 Austin crew down here, we had um you know, we we did eventually get to go do it, but um we had plans to go down to um you know, we had Christmas here and then we we're going to have New Year's in Madrid and you know, all of a sudden everything changes in your life and you're like, man, should I even go to Madrid? What if this happens? What if that happens? We were very fortunate that, you know, a lot of uh, Parker's recovery happened, um, you know, on a steady progressive path before New Year's. But yeah. if, if, if anything had turned, you know, would have been on the first flight back and, and you know, back in Tulsa as soon as I could. And that's kind of, you know, life has that ability to just kick you in the balls and be like, you know, this isn't in any of your control. And um, as happy as I am that Andrew is still here, um, I am also very, you know, very conscious of the fact that it could have been very, very different. And that part is eye opening. And it's, you know, a lesson that I think, um, for everybody who enjoys this podcast and enjoys all the good news that we share on here and whatnot, you know, like that could have changed very, very quickly. Um, and it probably will someday and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's a lesson that, that at some point everybody gets to learn and it's very tough. And I'll tell you very, very large amounts of tears were shed <laughs> over, over his recovery. And I'm just happy he's on, on a good path and you know he's he's out of the woods because it there there was it was there was a more likely chance that he was not going to be it was in the situation it was very bleak for a while and uh we're we're thankful that he's he's making recovery and hope to hear him back on these wonderful airwaves with his soothing soft mulleted voice yeah what i'd like to know is what grinds his gears now yeah, let's see if the gears are ground any more or less. His his gears are going to be like, fuck it. If he comes on and is like, you know what, guys? Everything's all right. I'm going to be yeah. a little bit disappointed, but also like, you know what? That's growth. That's growth. You know, or, or, if, or maybe a turn. Maybe it's like when the nurse puts too much thickening agent in your orange juice. Yeah. He's like, he just turns into like an old Seinfeld bet. He's like, what's the deal with hospital food? I'm I'm in here. I'm trying to survive and you're trying to kill me with this horrible food. What's the deal with thickened water? I get it. You're giving me ice chips. I'm cold. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I can't wait for the first grind my gears because I'm just telling you, Parker, you're going to listen back to this. There better be, you know, at least one or two grounds of gears in in the rehab hospital, whatever the system is. We need one or two quick hitters. Oh. Um, we're not going to be able to relate, but no. I'm sure that it's going to just let it's going to hit with somebody. Somebody's going to be somebody. like, yeah. yeah. Somebody's going to be like, mm, yeah, that was good <laughs> for it for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, the first time. So, so I used to, I think I've said this multiple times on this cast, but I worked at an assisted living facility. Yes. Yes. And, I'm so um, mad. I could have a seizure right now is my favorite quote <laughs> from that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
So the the thing we used to do <laughs> in our off time, right? Because thickened water had two ways of being thickened. That's so gross. I just, it either it's it so either nasty. came in a pouch, thickened, and you would pour it in the glass. Well, you would squeeze it in the glass. <laughs> or or you would add a thickening agent to normal water. Which like and what you, gelatin? <laughs> cornstarch? What the fuck are we doing? I think it's cornstarch. Oh. Um but we yeah. would we would do like card games, right? Between the hours of whenever we got done cleaning up, it's normally two and the food was cooking. Um, you know, and during that cook time you just check every once, you know, every 15, 20 minutes, we'd play card games. Um and <laughs> one of the dares during the card games was, okay, well, you got to tr- try thickened orange juice or thickened water or, you know, <laughs> but you got to do it this way or that way. And I'll tell you right now, um, it is a very unpleasant feeling, but I can't imagine as an individual who cannot consume anything else, how it would be a, a quite pleasant experience, but you you'd really have to be, you know, desperate for some water or some liquid flavored water. I don't really know. Liquid flavored water. I don't know what to call it, but it's like, it's not jello, but it is jello, but it's not jello. It's actually, did you guys ever have the jello? It was kind of like gogurt, but it was jello in a tube. Yes. No, it was broken down. Okay. It was a South African thing. I can't remember what it was called. I'll ask my mom, but they like broke tube jello, like got broken into chunks and you would like eat it. Like, go I'm sorry, you would, you would what? You would eat it or geet it? Cause it sounded like you said geet it. Which... <laughs> you would, you would eat it like gogurt. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was like um, a, like an Afrikaansism. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Um, so yeah, it was, th- those were, it's actually pretty close to the, you know what the I used to experience do? of thickened water. I used to. My brother taught me this. He's very proud of himself. Uh, I used to love ponchos as a kid. Which, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a it's a Mexican buffet um, where you uh, oh, raise I the you little meant literal like rain ponchos. I was like, no. that's weird weird fetish for a ten year old. No, <laughs> ponchos Mexican food. The place where it, it, like if you want more food, you just simply raise the little Mexican flag on your table and the. Oh my god! Around. It was it's, like fucking a child, but cheaper. Uh yeah, it was like CC's meets fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> Damn it! But with servers, I bet, that, I bet that person just thought they had the best idea, dude. Like they, I, I'm sure they made a fucking killing in the 80s and 90s. Anyway, hundred percent. Anyway, uh, they they would have at all like all good buffets. Uh, they had Jello, and my brother told like taught me how to eat Jello through a straw, uh, oh, God. which yes. just it was just the most horrendous noises ever being sucked through a tube. It's like <laughs> let me let me tell you, looking gross. Right. If he's laughing, he's gone silent. He's <laughs> laughing so hard. You, if you would love to experience the wonderful flavors of Mexico at Poncho's, you can do so in the DFW. Oh, I know. There's one on Jacksboro Highway. There's another one on Green Oaks Boulevard in Arlington. Uh-huh. A- additionally, they're, they're, it's their slogan that got me. <laughs> because Witches. you know, this is like... Mass-produced, probably straight-up Cisco-packaged fajitas being served here. Mm-hmm. And it says, raise the flag for a taste of Mexico. Hell yeah. <laughs> Listen, 
<laughs> if, right now. if if Taco Bell is too moss for you, uh, <laughs> then Poncho's is the way to go. Dude, I used to go there. I used to eat sopapillas, uh, except I would uh, forego the sopapillas and just simply eat butter and honey. Yep, which is nice. That's quite nice. (laughs) It's super great just to dip your finger in some country crock and then fucking (laughs) eat a spoonful of fucking honey. It's great. (laughs) The place has been... uh, It didn't get very far. No. So they've they've been open for 65 years. They're out of Dallas. Um, They've made it to the, Fort Worth. Congrats. They have five locations, um, or as of 2015, they had five. I'm guessing the Oklahoma City one was uh, next. That was the one that, I, oh, I used to do some damage at that fucking poncho's, my guy. <laughs> you give me some sour cream enchiladas all day. All fucking day. So, so, actually, I need to go back a little further. This was an 80s fad. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, when you said there's only five locations, that's five locations in the 21st century. In the 20th yeah. century, they shit. They had 50. At least. They had 50. And they, they were listed on NASDAQ. Damn straight. Then they went bankrupt. Yeah, that'll happen. And it's a, let me let me read you the story. Is there in, na- February, is there, in February 2012, or 2012, um, Poncho's... Uh, corporate had shut down operations. All corporate-owned restaurants were closed. Phone lines were disconnected, and the website was removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reasons behind it are unknown. No corporate-owned locations remained open. By September 2014, 14 franchises located in Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. Okay, that's not a sentence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. All it's Wikipedia. So people uh, were just adding facts ad nauseum. Okay. In 2021, there were a total of four. Uh, locations still open. Three in DFW, and then it adds up to five. Two in Houston. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> it's a you know, super ponchos. Wiki- They've Wikipedia combined. Wikipedia with the facts. <laughs> the two ponchos are actually on, they were on different corners of the same block, and they decided to uh, just conjoin ponchos in Houston to create a super ponchos. So it makes sense. It really does. Yeah, so I think that's really what it is. The two ponchos just became one, and uh, that's how they got their f- fucked up ponchos math. Well, I just like the fact that it's also misspelled. What? Ponchos? Um, yeah, Ponchos Mexican Buffet is spelled P-A-N-C-H-O-S. Real quick, what time did you say Villa would be joining us? I said 9.15. Welcome to the podcast, Villa. You're on with Frank and Brian tonight. It's also is that a Call of Duty headset? <laughs> yeah, he got a new he got a new gaming headset. I've been having it. He's been having how, it. How, how's my uh, volume here? It's quite loud. It is for me. Yeah, it's it's up there. Because I don't usually plug. This is plugged directly in. It usually has this little box that you. Let me see if I can turn it down. Is that your so. child? Yeah, okay. a little squeaker. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought that was Villem, and I was like, Villem, let's get you a lozenge or some sort of like inhaler situation. But it is a child. That makes way more sense. So, um, yeah, Brian, on the ponchos front, yes. Uh, I guess I don't, I don't know how much it costs to eat there. Mm-hmm. 
but oh, when they went some... to when they went to five ninety nine, people were in up in arms. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, fair enough. Um, I just yeah, they were publicly traded and then went. They were gone in a hot minute. Just closed down shop. Um, Do you think their trading yeah. abbreviations were TRI? Yeah. Nope. No. No. Okay. That's fine. No. Their stock symbol was PAMX. Uh, guys, how's okay. this? No, that's terrible. <laughs> how's this? It's better. I think. Still not good. Uh, no, it's better. It's much better. It sounds like Ooh, it sounds it. like we have it sounds like we have a collar from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Villain, how are you? Good. How are you, Brian? How's my volume? Good, check, not check great. One, two, one, oh no, two. I'm I'm good, not great. Your volume's okay. Stop, stop breathing okay. into the microphone. I want my volume to be good. Okay, we'll bump it up just a touch. How's it now? Mm. I mean, it's tough to it's tough. I just want to for all you all the listeners. Um, it's tough to get a good volume rating, like a, a good feel of volume, when you say three words. And then you make noises that you would never make into a microphone ever. <laughs> it's just a tough, it's a tough okay, okay. rating. Check, check. One, two, one, two. Brian, Brian. Yo, yo, yo. NBLB in the house. You How's can tell, you could just, it sounds good. Sounds great. Okay. Are you drinking champagne tonight? What is that? This is the biggest bottle I've no. ever seen. What is, oh, West Mall. Trappist. Bish. Don't, uh, the double. Don't. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was a Christmas present that I'm finally getting around to. I too am drinking a Trappist Ale Villain. Wow! I'm drinking the like. Whoa! It's a Spencer Trappist Ale from uh, Massachusetts that is R.I.P. It's no longer in existence. Oh, that's interesting. Yep, it was a. Uh, I found it over the summer at Total Wine Ooh. in Denton, and um, it was part of a, a Christmas variety pack where you got a glass and three beers is that first of all brian i am also getting quite a bit of feedback from me i am getting no feedback at all from either of you so i'm thinking it's your soundboard i'm thinking that y'all probably don't know what you're doing so i i just joined the call uh wrongly (laughs) you've already joined the call wrong (laughs) no i don't know what else to tell you and then was that the size of your pour or no i've been drinking for a while uh we've had some technical difficulties back and forth so ah, gotcha, gotcha, at one gotcha. point we forgot how to how to record a podcast in general um sounds it like we're a, still there basically shut up villain god damn it you can't just come in <laughs> talking mad shit with your feedback and your volume tests that's good yeah i don't know hey that's better how'd you get rid of it oh it's amazing it did nothing at all it just went away it's almost like the internet is the You're internet. So full of shit, Brian. I do. I didn't touch shit. I've given up trying to fit adjust any of y'all's volume issues. I just want to let you know. Uh, oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. I stopped doing that in 2017. I think. You uh, love I to hear. I've given up. I have. I have given up. Okay. So, um, all right. Yeah, that's cool. That's kind of uh, really annoying. That well, not annoying, but uh, disappointing that. Uh, that Spencer Trappist went out of business. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, it it is kind of a bummer. It was the only North American Trappist brewery. Uh, it was actually the only Trappist brewery uh, off the continent of Europe. Yeah, and that so, stuff was good. Yeah, I will say the the beer that I'm having, the first one that I cracked open tonight, uh, is their 
they're like um, just their generic Trappist ale at six and a half percent. And I can tell this beer has been beat up pretty bad. Uh, yeah. It's it's pretty oxidized, but you know it's it's over a year old. Um, its best by date is not until July of this year. So I mean, it's not like you know it, it's it, you could tell it's it's had some environmental issues. Uh, so so okay, um, I'm gonna let you know the uh, the press release that was released by the monks at St. Joseph's Abbey, uh, both funny and uh not at the same time because um i don't know it just seems as though a monk or monks in general probably should give this a little bit more time but um i understand i guess the reasoning they said after more than a year and a half of consultation and reflection the monks at saint joseph's abbey have come to the sad conclusion that brewing is not a viable industry for us and that it is time to close the Spencer Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> At least they didn't say, like, after much contemplation, the monks have decided that the plebes can't appreciate this <laughs> we beer. We don't want to do this. <laughs> well, we've made some mistakes. <laughs> we don't want to do this. So, in any case, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, Spencer was a, or is, I guess, maybe if you could still get it fresh. No, I don't think Ish. so. Um, it was a very good beer. Um yeah, well, that sucks. Uh, okay, so uh, fair enough. Uh, I guess how was everybody's New Year, Christmas, holidays? <laughs> uh, pretty good. I took a. Was it really loud again, Frank? No, it's okay. That's my volume. We're good. <laughs> Are you sure? Was it? You didn't do that for Brian. No, it, it's the volume is just. It's yeah, fluctuating. We're good. Back and forth. It'll even yeah, out. We're good. It'll be good on the recording. Yeah, no. you sound I mean, the, fine. The content won't be good at this point, but the volume <laughs> will be great. <laughs> it's just a little meta yeah. content right now. Yeah. Um, I took a, a road trip, as you know, Frank, down to Austin with my That's newborn. Right. That's right. Um, back in December for Christmas, and that went very well. She was a sweet little angel baby in the back seat, uh, in her car seat. You guys are very enthralled. <laughs> no, I'm listening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm checking into uh, this beer on Untapped because it's not great. <laughs> oh, I kind no, of understand um, why they might have gone out of business. I was super nervous to drive like a you know for a long because like once you're out, it's like you either got to make it or <laughs> that's about the only option. And that, like especially what if she ends up just like hating it and starts screaming and but none of that. It was a good road trip and then. I don't even remember what I did for New Year's. But, yeah, it's been good. Um, Very eventful New Year's. I went to some... What do we do for New Year's? There you go. New New, We did the New Year's Eve. It's, uh, there's, we have a local uh, musician, like children's music, uh, called Hot Toast. And they did a show. We know the the guy who puts it on, and they did a show at American Solera Brewery. And they did the countdown to New Year's Eve, which is or to New Year to the New Year, which mm. is just like mm. a countdown to noon with like. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so that's y'all got hammered and then got up and then 
celebrated and then got back to bed? No, no, it's before. So it's like it's on New Year's Eve, but then they count down to noon. <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Oh, I got that, but American Slayer is open at noon on that day. It, I think usually not, but like I, first of all, all the breweries open at noon. But I think this they opened a little earlier. Okay, I would Sorry, hope so. I hope you don't thing. walk in at eleven fifty-five and they're like, "Fucking hurry, let's go!" <laughs> let's <laughs> go get five trapped. minutes. <laughs> Jesus, what are we doing here? Yeah, but staff, those kids they open up and they go. Staff's way ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> They've been Those drunk kids since know then. how to party, though. I will say it oh, was shit, yeah. a rager. They were just awesome. all the kids were screaming and like. Anyway, we had some friends who don't have kids come like come out to meet us and stuff. Uh-huh. Jokes on you, motherfuckers! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they walk in and it's they walked in at like the most lively part. So the kids are just like yelling. There's like a toddler mosh pit going on in front of the stage. Now we're talking. <laughs> and then he also brings these like uh, handmade instruments that all the kids can play and stuff. So it's just like a raucous, you know. <laughs> and they're like walking in expecting just like a chill Sunday at the brewery for New Year's. <laughs> for New awesome. Year's. Yeah. That's great. It's cute. It's they just, cool. If you haven't heard of this guy, check him out. His name is Hot Toast Music Co. He's on uh, everything. Just search Hot Toast Music. And apparently, New Year's Eve is like a big thing. Is it really um, like for yeah, kids? Yeah, no. There's stuff in Austin for New Year's Eve. That's like, that's like a thing. Oh. I didn't know about it. It's cool. So my beer is good, but I think it went a little flat. I think I should have drank it a little sooner how long have you had it open or how long just, have you had it i just opened it well i got it for christmas but now here it says best before end yeah well how does that how does this well you know what end don't... is the end of times they don't have <laughs> hold on. you know what end means come on <laughs> yeah, Look, come on now no. okay hold on Good luck. hold, it's hold it still no it's 618 16 2014 oh. no it, that beer was good 6-18-2016 was the oh, yeah, best by true, date. Yeah. That's a that very beer old is beer. seven years Good old. God, Actually, dude. no, hold on. <laughs> turn it back now? to turn it back to me, Fuck because uh, the bottled on date is twenty fourteen, right? Is that uh, mm-hmm. am I reading that right? That's uh, what I read. Beer is eight I years old. Frame, sorry. No, you don't. You're showing me the other side of the bottle. You're like, here you go. Figure it out. No. So, yeah. The, oh. Yeah. That beer was brewed. <laughs> God damn! June of 2014. That beer's older than my daughter. <laughs> you got an aged beer. Yeah, that beer's old. That's fair. Uh, so not that good. Yeah, f- I don't know that that's the beer's fault. I'm gonna go ahead and say <laughs> it's not on the beer. Uh, the beer that I'm having, uh, I'm having another of the Spencer beers. Uh, it's their Trappist Holiday Ale, and um, let's just hope it warms up and tastes better. That's unfortunate. Here's yeah, the well, here's the, the am, description is wholesome in body, lightly spiced. That's it. That's it. And is it? Do you, do you, nah. Does it match up? Nah. It's not wholesome. Heavily spiced. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when I brought back the uh, Spencer from Massachusetts, Brian? I don't think I had any of it. Yeah, I, you did. You uh, did. did. It was I, at your house. Pretty sure it was not long after, and I was still. I think it was the same time that I discovered the pizza slice, because your wife said, "Oh, you didn't tell him about the pizza." Oh, that was at Derek's. <laughs> that was at Derek's apartment. Doesn't matter. Uh. I brought 
I brought the Spencer back, I believe, during that time. And it was, no, the pizza slice was not discovered at Derek's apartment. Yeah, it was. It was talked about, and then it was discovered oh, at your house. No, you discovered it back in New York. <laughs> because you Maybe. sent me you sent me a picture of it. <laughs> you have it green. It was all it was just Eddie a green triangle. Well, the Spencer uh the Trappist that did bring back. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's you know I don't know. I'm I'm over Belgian beers. They're so sweet and the alcohol content is so high. I just I don't enjoy them that much. Well, don't say honest. Belgian beers all around. I mean what about like a Belgian vit or a, there's some really good Belgian ales and things. Yeah. I guess I'm talking of, about like the Trappist and the, um, yeah, like these heavy mofos, right? The here. heavy ones. I just, uh, the seven year old ones. They're not for me. <laughs> yeah. The ones that are nearly the a decade old. Seven, the unintended aged. <laughs> God damn. Nine years ago, this beer was brewed. What the fuck? I like how you were like, <laughs> You were like, I I should have opened it sooner. Like, you hopped in a fucking time machine. I, didn't, I hadn't even looked at the... I just figured it was semi-recent, you know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you should be able to trust the liquor store fucking more than that. Obama That's was bullshit. in office when that beer was brewed. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, we didn't even know about insurrection. In Jesus fucking Christ. It. it was supposed um, to be retired right when... Uh, right when the bad guy switched over. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so with that being said, Brian, how was your New Year's? Uh, or New Year's? New Year's Year's was, uh, well, so the day that we found out about Parker, um, I found out I had COVID, so I spent my two week, uh, my, my, uh, my Christmas break started early, um, because I had COVID for a full ass two weeks plus some. Uh, because it turned into like a, with symptoms and everything. Oh yeah, I had a sinus infection Damn. that went along with it. It was it was it was not great, um, but everybody's happy and healthy now, so we we got through it. Um, I lost my uh, smell and taste, which sucked. Um, I made That's terrible. I made Christmas dinner without being able to taste anything, and uh, by the look on my of, on my wife and kids' face, I didn't do a great job. Um, didn't nail it. You, <laughs> Well, you nailed it in the sense of the the Netflix special nailed it. Yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> as I was eating, as I made I made deer chili for Christmas. Ooh, that's a bold choice. <laughs> well, I had planned on making it well in advance, so I had all yeah. the ingredients made enough because I was suffering with my disease. I didn't think through that I bought supplies to make enough chili for twelve people, mm-hmm. and. Obviously, when we were, you know, uh, isolating at our house, there was only two adults and a seven-year-old. So I adjusted the recipe zero percent. So I made a fucking shit ton of chili <laughs> for <laughs> two adults and a child. Uh, so I had chili for a long time, which was great. I mean, it was nutritious for me. It definitely helped, and especially because considering I couldn't taste anything, I was just knowing that I was getting my proats and uh, my veggies because it was a shit ton of tomatoes. And no one else wanted to eat it. Um, no one else wanted to eat it. I was like, fine, I don't care. Uh, then when my uh, smell and taste came back, I realized why no one else was wanting to eat it. It was it was uh, not good. Uh, it, was, it was bad. So um, other than that. What would you have done differently? Why was it so bad? Uh, I would have actually seasoned it, I think. Uh, I, don't th- I don't know that I used any seasonings. Um, I and I see. definitely didn't use enough for 
that much food, you know? Yeah. So, but anyway. Not enough salt, huh? Uh, no, there was there was there was salt to plenty. Too much salt. Maybe a little bit too much. Salt. I salted it every. I did. I do what I normally do when I cook. I salted every step. And yeah, uh, that's the way to do it. That and it. It, it, it was plenty salty, and uh, that was about it. So anyway, but it was a good. It was a good holiday season. We've had our makeup Christmases with both of our families. Um, so it was good. It was a. It was a fun time. All oh, around. cool! You did like a makeup thing. That's nice. Yeah, we did makeup makeup Christmas with my wife's family. They came back up to visit. I did not make them chili round two. I took my losses and just fucking made burgers instead. And then, uh, um, dude, I could go for a burger right now. I went up to uh, uh, Oklahoma last weekend to to visit them. So it was good. It was good. It was fun. Did you make it home. out to Tulsa, Brian? I did not make it. I didn't even make it to Norman on my trip to Oklahoma oh, this fuck. last time. So. It was all all at the house, hanging out with fam. I want you to know that um, there's a little place here called Et Al, which is a chef's collective. Mm-hmm. So they, um, you may have heard of like the vintage wine bar. You may not have, but it's like a. That's where you go for like all the wine stuff, like. Uh, Bold events. choice, naming it that. <laughs> they do. They have a lot of really good wine, and then they'll do like the cheese stuff, and you know. Um, it's anything you would expect from a good wine bar. They're really great. And they have a kitchen. Or they did. I mean, they have a kitchen, but for a while they were serving food out of this kitchen. And I think during COVID, they decided to cut back on the food again. And uh, my daughter is just like squeaking here next to me. Uh, they decided to cut back on the food. And so they, I think they let go of their chefs or something. Anyway, they decided that they were going to start their own thing uh, called et al, which if you know Latin, then you know it's like what, and? Everything. And is it? Hell if I know. I would assume. What does et al mean? And more. Yeah, I think that's right. It's like, and so on. You know what I mean? Mm. That would be et cetera. Yeah, it's similar to et cetera. Okay, so so they decided to start this thing out of the vintage kitchen, and they got nominated for James Beard this year, best restaurant in the U.S. or best new restaurant in the U.S. and others. But James Beards go. are by region, though. Yeah, it says in the U.S. So, oh, that's cool. Uh, so maybe that's Sweet. a region also, in addition to like. No, I, I I don't know how that works. Normally, they do. And then well, I'm Ameri- used to the James Beard being regional, but I guess maybe it could be. Uh, they have national. Like the new the new category could be national. Yeah, I don't know. That's cool. And then, in addition to that, that American Solera got nominated for something too. But that was pretty wild. Well, we um, as a podcast got nominated for the Jim Mustache Award uh, for podcasting yeah. this year. <laughs> Very proud of that. Um, also, yeah. So. It- Oh God! <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, really yeah. hilarious. Um, <laughs> it looks like they've got quite a uh, what do you call it selection. Um, so yeah, it's it's a uh, universal menu. They they change it all the time. Um, yeah. So they've got something called Japanese breakfast and dumpling night and those two are pretty and butter bar and Yuki and. Yeah, that's cool. 
So the the we did the Japanese breakfast once. That was really good. And then and so they do that every so often. Every Sunday now apparently. And then we did or we didn't do this one, but the uh the dumpling night I really want to do. That sounds yeah. really good. That's really cool. Well, good for them. Yeah, hopefully they uh, get their James Beard. That's a very, it's a very local award, the James Beard, but it's important. Like, obviously the top thing is Michelin stars, but in America, people rarely even know what that is. So James Beard rules the roost. Yeah, but I just, um, for, you know, for them being independent like that, they're not, it's not like a top down typical restaurant thing it's like some chefs started a business basically and then i'm getting a lot of feedback i'm gonna mute brian now can't do that uh yeah anyway <laughs> lost my train of thought <laughs> i'm sorry y'all uh literally the same setup that we've had for the last almost yeah no i'm not sure why the feedback's happening seven tonight. years it's really odd um so okay that's cool um yeah, at all is definitely a spot that we've got to visit then because they do they do reservations or I think they mostly do pop ups. I'm not oh, exactly okay. sure. Okay. Because I don't think they have their own space yet, or maybe they do now. I'm not I'm not keeping up with them too much. Oh, that's really cool. I was over here looking up Japanese food puns to see if I could uh make like a uh domo origata omelet or uh oh, my God. Oh, Domo Origatapas. That's what it is. It'd be great. It's small plate okay. stuff. Um, I really need to learn more Japanese because all I have yeah. is Domo Origato. Or, or, you, or you don't. Nah, <laughs> you I, think just, I, nah I think I do. I think mail I Mail it in and be like, nah. I don't need Japanese puns in my life. I literally, now I have that Google in my Google search history. <laughs> Japanese food puns. Oh, They're not good. great. I feel like we can come up with better ones. But. Are they going to be in Japanese or is it? Yeah, I, 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 I really. <laughs> I, now you're word. in. Now you're in, huh? I, I really. I took <laughs> I'm, a chance. I'm certainly not in on this you're idea in. because I feel like there are lots of Japanese puns. Yeah. I just or food puns specifically. I think you're just trying to hybridize Japanese puns uh-huh. into an English hybrid, and at that point, I think you're bordering. You're borderline. You know, appropriating a culture there, Brian. I don't well, know. About- don't you forget about me. That's not even Japanese. <laughs> uh, and then you make me so happy. Oh, Miso no, please don't. Let's not go. Uh, there's another one. This is how we roll. And there's sushi rolls. <laughs> That's the part. That is one of the most cringe but hilarious parts of Tommy Boy. When he said, you make me so horny. <laughs> what? Oh. You don't remember that? In the Chinese restaurant when they're traveling through. No, not on you Tommy don't Boy. That? Oh, oh man, I'll have to send you that. It's uh, yeah, so Chris many Farley. so many rolls, so little time. Shrimply adorable. Whew. You had me at unagi, huh? You had me at nigiri. Okay, so um, Mi- Miyunagi, and it's a cat rolled up in a unagi roll. Huh? Guys, did I lose you? I might have yeah, lost him. lose me, but I might have lost him. Emotionally, you lost me, Brian. Fair. Can you? Can you? Uh, can you guys hear me? 
Yes. Yes. I had okay. one more thing about et al. They're like our age was the other thing. They're so they're oh, like cool. pretty young, you know, to have like they just started this and they already have a freaking award nomination. I don't know how they did that. Well, you know? uh, some of that is a bit of luck because the yeah, oh yeah, for sure. The folks coming through have to actually like know that there's something like this, right? Mm-hmm. And go go taste it. Um, which is cool. I mean, obviously they have connections in the chef world and somehow the recommendation came through. So that's, that's freaking sweet. Yeah. Tulsa has been getting more like, uh, out of town visitors, like checking places out. Like, do you guys know who Alex Delaney is from Bon Appetit? Yeah. He came through at some point and like visited a bunch of places. Yeah. I guess he has a friend. Oh, he likes heirloom is what it is. And so he came through and they showed him around and stuff. And there's like somebody else too, who's like a writer for GQ who came. Oh, but it's the ale place. Yeah, that that's the spot I can't. It's too too many sours. No, you're thinking of American Solera. They. Oh, okay. Uh, Heirloom does all kinds of different. I mean. But we've been to Heirloom. Yeah, you liked Heirloom. Yeah, we've been to You fell asleep. <laughs> you fell asleep. Oh, on and the, the couch. couch. That's yeah, right. They that's were right. like, and the lady told me you could sleep in the couch. It's like, one p.m. Right? Didn't get a lot of sleep the previous night. The guy goes. You can't sleep in here. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, no, if you fall asleep in a bar, we're liable to call the cops yeah. and like make sure you're not too drunk to be here. It's like, dude, it's fucking 1 p.m. We had just like just sat down. Yeah, like, definitely stone, wasn't alcohol. Stone cold so- sober. Like, <laughs> stone cold sober. Well, um, you should tell Jay that. Remember that time we were at uh, fucking Noble it. Ray and Jay fell asleep in their tap room? <laughs> It's great. It's great. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon there too. He just passed out. That happens when you're on a guy's weekend. Um, So okay, well, I guess since nobody asked, uh, I'll give you my New Year's. It was good New Year's. We went to. um, We had the fortunate scenario this year where my wife's family um, decided to. uh, Well, her dad was going to have New Year's in Madrid. And I was like, well, it's perfect. We can go see Madrid again and stay, you know, at the house and whatnot. And we had a fantastic time. But, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Madrid yeah. had great beer. Oh, We I need to talk about the follow-on. The what? Because I, okay. We, okay. we spent seven days in Madrid. Great beer. Um, they really, really really love um hellas beers in madrid like i mean just about every single major brewery is is some type of hellas Mm -hmm. Uh, it's crazy to me i didn't know hellas was that popular it's heavy too like it's not a a light sipping beer it's no fill up no it's a it's a uh if you want to taste what um like cereal grains taste like in a beer hellas drink a hellas so we go there, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I guess I'm going to have another Hellas of some kind. Um, every single major, you know, brewery that was on tap was some kind of Hellas. They, you had to go to a craft spot to get, you know, an IPA. It wasn't on tap, and it was okay because all like all really good quality beer. Didn't mind it. Um, fine. We go to London. Um. I'm going to tell you, for a place that loves their pub culture, 
Went to six or seven of them. Pubs are a great experience. The beers, outside of the Guinness, mediocre. America, America has much, much better beers on tap than the average pub in London. I don't know about the rest of the place, uh, the UK, but but in terms of London, one million percent. And the Guinness tastes good, a little fresher. Understand there's a slight taste variance, um, but they're charging me nine pounds for that bitch. No, thanks. No, thanks. Why are they charging you nine pounds? That's what it costs in London. Oh, that's got to be Brexit. Why are they charging? I'm dead ass. I'm not even joking either. Like, yeah, I'm going to import it from no, Ireland. No, I, I, I think uh, London in general is Pricey. between eight and ten pounds for a beer. Like, yeah, but doesn't, what it is. doesn't Guinness, uh, don't they just do like, this is what you charge for a Guinness? Right no, now? no, no. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Oh. Um, they, they'd be smart to, but they do Their they price don't. is pretty consistent around here at least well yeah yeah i think beer. i can find if if i go to a nice restaurant i might get charged like 50 cents to a buck more yeah, yeah I mean, beer is priced regionally so yeah I mean, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna find like big like varying price differences within like say like a day's drive but, of where but you're let at. me let me let me be clear the price was not the problem no because it's the it the, was just what everybody else was charging no. so it was like okay this is what a beer costs in london yeah I just cannot get over the absolute shit stain quality of just about everything. They call it an IPA. Mediocre. Well, like literally absolutely a mediocre IPA. I'm not I'm not trying to shit on them. I'm just telling you that if anybody comes here and like, well, yeah, we go this and that. It's every pub, seven or eight that we went to every beer i tasted was less than perfect well, okay so don't go ahead brian sorry no i was gonna say uh don't forget that if you're drinking a, an american beer style overseas uh you're probably gonna have poor flavors in general uh because one of two things one it's very difficult to get american ingredients uh overseas because american brewers are using so much of it so in this case american hops sure also, the American examples of beers that they get over there are probably pretty damaged, similar to the early days of, uh, you know, home brewing and craft brewing here oh, in the fair. states. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're brewing examples of like German beer styles, but by the time they get here, they're kind of fucked up. So we're brewing to what they taste like once they get here. So you might be experiencing some of that as well. Also, uh, the beer culture, uh, you you know, you touched on it is very different in in the UK in general. Um, did you have anything on cask over there or was it all on like just regular draft? I had two, two beers on cask, which was pleasant. Yeah. But they're very similar. Yeah. I was going to um, say most of the beers are going to taste like near as makes no difference as far as like yeah. quality and flavor goes. But that is the, like if you're visiting abroad drinking to their style, cask ales that's are, what they do. are, yeah, that's what they do best. And yeah, yeah they can get kind of bland, um, but when you start getting into their drinking culture, they don't go for a hard time. They go for a long time, which is yeah, what those cast are meant I to do. I didn't mind that angle on it. Um, I think the, the thing that was quite annoying is every time, cause I'm not a person who goes in and I'm like, oh yeah, give me, you know, a, a American style IPA or whatever. I just didn't, I ordered cause the IPA is a British style, yeah. right? 
Yeah, and that's, that's so, what I was going to say. Like, also, lest we forget that the British IPAs or English IPAs are very different. They uh, are very different. Our they are very different. So I ordered an English IPA, and I was like, maybe that's just not my thing. Then I had a Pilsner. I had a Lager. I had a Hellas again. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's it, they enjoy it. They like, you know, the beers that they're drinking. It's not my it's not my gig. Like I like. Um, like you said, the Cascales, I did enjoy those. Um, I enjoyed uh, a lot of these pubs are also breweries. Yeah. So they'll have their like, you know, offhand. That's what I was going to ask. Uh, whatever, you know, their, their house they beer, produce basically. house beer. And but for I, the I longest time, you could basically only order like a light or a dark, right? Correct. I mean, so, so um, I enjoyed those when I ordered the dark normally. Um, but the, the, the the mass-produced beers, no, America's better at that. Um, the selections when you go to the grocery stores, BrewDog dominates that market. Like yeah. BrewDog is like their craft beer, and there are other it's... craft beers, but they're normally from other countries. Yep, um, it's not a huge craft beer market. Like it's, it's the things that you know that you see in the stores here, and then BrewDog. That's yep. about what you what you can buy. BrewDog is their Sierra Nevada or Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, just happens so, from a different. All country. in saying, I'm not shitting on it. It's good beer, but I just think in America we are doing something so far beyond what they're doing in Spain and London. Now, I'm not going to claim Belgium or Europe. Haven't been right. I've been to Belgium. Wasn't of drinking age. Um, I know in Germany they have a lot of local breweries and they pride themselves on that. I think America is much more akin to copying that model than we are trying to do what England and Ireland and <clears throat> um, Spain and Portugal are doing because they just have these massive national brands and really nothing else that's interesting. Well, like I mean, if you go to a restaurant in Spain and you ask for a, what they call an IPA, you're more than likely going to strike out. They just won't have it. Like, they have three beers. Yeah. That's it. Uh, a lot of these countries still have tied houses. So a brewery, a national brewery owns the pub, basically owns mm, okay. the rights to sell their beers in their pub and only their beers. Got it. So that's why you probably see a limited selection in Spain and in England. Um, because unless you go to a purpose, like a purposeful craft pub, um, you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna find a wide selection of stuff. Um, that's that's why in the United States, anybody who shit talks the three tier system, as far as uh, producer, distributor, and retailer, like keeps this from happening. It keeps that from happening is what it does. Yeah. Uh, because if if we did if we allowed tied houses and did and disallowed the three tier system, you would have companies like Budweiser and Molson Coors every coming bar in. in the country. Yep. Yeah. And you could go to like, okay, well, Buffalo, it'd be like going to Taco Bell and McDonald's. You go to Buffalo Wild Wings, you're like, oh, this is a fucking Budweiser bar, so I can't get Blue Moon here. But that actually makes a lot more sense for how those companies got to be as big as they are. Yep. Right? If you control drinking up and down the chain, it makes sense. So, okay, well, good lesson. Um, But yeah, if you're going to, I, I will just say England or Spain, and you're expecting to be wowed by their beers... Just be prepared to buckle up, buttercup. By their beers. <laughs> it's not going to be bad. I'm not saying that. And the culture around the pub and the tapas bar and all that—that's totally different. I'm just saying, don't be expected that expecting that the beer is going to be like, wow, you know, 
no, have but a I mean, lager like this. No, you have. You yeah. have. America <laughs> makes great beer. Definitely. Like, I think, I think it just re- revalidated that the U.S. has fantastic breweries. We, we don't miss on many styles. When you go to the pub in Europe, definitely go for the culture. Yeah, for sure. Like, and uh, I, I don't know. I think in England, too, but in Ireland, in order to be a pub, they also have to serve food. So they'll Some have like a little sandwich. Uh, definitely get a sandwich or like whatever they're serving at the pub because it's usually pretty, pretty yeah, toasty. It's usually like I got, I got so many sandwiches. <laughs> so marmite many. and cheese toasty. Like first day is that landed, you got? Nice. landed, landed, nice. hit up a sandwich shop, breakfast, <laughs> marmite cheese toasty. I was in heaven. It was so salty. I could have oh. probably shriveled up right there. Hell yeah. Everybody so around you is just dry heaving, looking at you so eat that shit. Oh my God. No, so dude. That was Don't one you of ever the just get a craving items. for like something nice and savory oh, like that? Not even just that. Have you researched how absolutely healthy Marmite is? Is it really? Like, Marmite is full of riboflavin. It's full of like shit that your body actually needs. Yeah. It's, bre- it's brewer's yeast that's been distilled down. Right, so it's it's just super salty, but it's incredibly packed and dense with nutrients. Okay, Um, it's sometimes they give it they gave it to soldiers in 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 World War One, which is where it came from, as a dense nutrient to you know put on a cracker and make sure they get your vitamins because you're eating fucking leavened bread the entire time <laughs> and you're fighting um, off trench foot and fucking ptsd yeah, like so, a motherfucker uh, yeah so from being forced to eat it to loving it i i love marmite like marmite's one of my favorite things i could eat it right now i could you know do a, do a whole tablespoon of it <laughs> or more do it do it right now, Frank. Um, no, I mean, do no, it. No, it's not. It's do not it. quite the same as do when it. you decided you were going to down. What was it? Vanilla. Yeah, do vanilla. it. Vanilla. You made the vanilla. statement on this podcast. Oh my God. Wait one second. And, no, I would. I would. Right. Vanilla versus Marmite. You kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> my shit would look and smell the exact same tomorrow. <laughs> Give me no problem. I, no problem. I shit candles for like two days. Oh, oh that's dude. upsetting. Yeah. It was gross. So okay. Well, now that we got caught up. Yeah. Okay. When we got caught up, we understood, you know, why we've been off, what New Year's has to bring, and whatnot. Brian, yeah, <laughs> you've got some very exciting news to share about one of our buddies who listens to the cast. Oh yeah. Well, see, here's the deal. I don't know. He's. I'm not going to use names. No, we don't need to use names. Okay. So one of my oldest no. friends, like literally, I've been best friends with this cat since we were three years old. So 33 years now coming up on, uh, he just got a, uh, he's been a football coach and a teacher for the last 12 years. Um, recently, uh, became a vice principal, uh, at his current school and he just accepted the head coaching job at our alma mater at our old high school, which to some people they're like, Oh my God, whatever to me and this cat, like fucking cream of the crop my friend like this no, is I mean, the in, dream in, in job small town, in small town oklahoma small town texas big town texas doesn't even fucking matter you go back you go coach your alma mater that is a huge deal oh it's yeah not a small it's not a small deal so no i'm, I mean, I'm immensely proud congrats. i am so proud of him uh yeah. just fucking awesome all the way down i i haven't been to a football game in Shit, since 
it's been the last 12 years. I think it was the last game, maybe 13 years. I haven't been to a, a game. I'm going to at least a couple home games this year. Uh, just to see him. I, I want to come up and, and do one with you. Dude. Like it's, I remember going to one game at huh. your high school field and it was nuts. Um, I remember going to a different game, not at your high school yeah. field <laughs> and, and almost uh, getting arrested. Almost going to jail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a story for a different be, time. <laughs> beyond that, um, would you, would you just quickly, cause I know Jay, uh, you know, Jay's good friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just a there's a there's a certain you know role that I think you oh. and Jay were were wanting to play here. That yeah. So Frank suggested that I apply for the motivational speaker role on uh, my boys' coaching I just, staff. I just think I just think the 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 family speech, lineage. Yeah. The hype speech pre you know semifinals championship game, which will happen in the next you know five years. Uh-huh. Um, I just think it needs a rerun, but it needs. It needs less emotion and probably more humor. Uh huh. You mean um, less, le- less death and <laughs> less child death and uh, slightly more humor? Yeah, I'll try. Uh, if I'm called upon, if, if he calls upon me, I will answer the call to duty. Uh, no. So our buddy Jay, uh, he wants to apply for a role in the co- new coaching staff. I think he'd be great at it. He wants to be the get back coach, which I don't know if you're familiar with. Coaches on college and pro coaching staffs, but um, coaches, head coaches in particular, get a little animated on the sidelines and start making their way onto the field while whilst yelling at referees or trying to get their team's attention. And all good coaches need to get back coach, which is a guy who grabs the head coach around the waist and yanks him back to the sidelines, which would be great, honestly. I think Jay is perfect fit for that. Um, I would like to be the hype man. Oh my uh, God. Only post- I'm sorry. Wait one second. So I always thought this was a joke. No, it's not a joke. No, it's a get back coach. It's a real thing. It's a real title and they get paid for it. Hell yeah, they do. They make sure because co- head coaches in particular get 15 yard penalties all the time because mm-hmm. they'll be out in the they'll be on the numbers on the football field yelling at people and the ref turns like, what the fuck are you doing? Yellow flag. Just like what the fuck? Like, so you need somebody to keep them on like. Keep them in check. I always thought this was a joke. I just searched. It's not a joke. Every every pro team has a get back coach, uh-huh. and sometimes more than one because they have one for the players and one for the coaches. Yep, they get Shit. back. Okay, coach. fair enough. Yeah, great. Jay would be great at that. Great get. Back I feel coach. as though Jay would throw. He'd probably turn around. An insult while saying "get back, coach, get back, coach." Oh you yeah, know, we like, talking shit to the other team for sure. Do the, do the double time, and, uh-huh. and yeah. he would get tossed out. But you know, then you just you're without it. But get back, coach, and yeah, I mean it's you know now all bets are off. But it's we'll like it's like it's like in, uh, it's like Pawnee, ca- Oklahoma. It's like catching a, a yellow card in soccer on a breakaway. Right. Like you got to take that penalty, otherwise, <laughs> what are you going to do? You know. Uh, That's true. So I, I I'd like to be the hype co the hype man, uh, but not at, like not for the team, but just in post game press conferences because you know how all the big post game press conferences are in high school football, especially in small town Oklahoma. But just the guy who like is in the press corps, like just blending in with people, and coach comes out. It's either a big win, big loss, doesn't matter. The hype is still there, and it's all about the hype on the coach, and it's all just you know, fucking good shoes, coach. Got some good shoes. Like it's just simple yet effective. Always positive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just 
I'm sorry. I just woke up half my house. I think uh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, akin to I think his name was Tiger. Uh, some oh, yeah. some dude that Mike Tyson paid uh, an absorbent amount of money uh, to just be in the room with him when he did his press conferences, just yelling, "Yeah, champ! Tell him, champ! He's a champ!" <laughs> and just that's it. That's all <laughs> so, he did. So, just gassing up the man of the hour. I think I I'm think, here for that. I mean, but that 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 blends so well with the you know the hype guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or not the hype guy, the the, the hype speech guy. Right? So you're the hype guy. guy at the press conferences. The kids know you. It's like, oh yeah, this dude's like all in for coach, all in for coach. Mm-hmm. You hit a little bit of turbulence during the season. You mm-hmm. bring that man straight mm-hmm. to the locker room and you go, This is a man who's fought for all of you to be here today. <laughs> it's like, no, actually my parents paid property taxes. <laughs> yeah. I just happen to be living with my cousin right now because my parents are going through a nasty divorce. Um I'm here for the semester. <laughs> this is a man who would lay it on the line for you. Uh, he just, this is his first year. <laughs> we just met him. This is game two. No, anyways, no, congrats though. That's, that's I, freaking awesome. I'd that's like to be, be what if, an awesome ride. What if we make it a little more official and I was the team chaplain. Okay. But I wasn't like, <laughs> wasn't dropping God knowledge. I was just dropping God like knowledge. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. These kids so are eighteen it's, it's and of, under. It's kind, of, it's kind of akin to Charlemagne the God, right? But it'd be, right? where it's like it's just I I am so I'm up, you I'm, know insightful and knowledgeable. But yeah, yeah. Who yeah, cares yeah. about Jesus? Oh uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, we're just gonna adopt the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. Uh, we'll work that out. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll talk salaries and everything later. I'll have my agent reach out to the school, make sure we get all that squared away. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I probably submit an offer. Uh, from your side first. This I, is just, what I require. <laughs> they're just like, what the fuck? Who is this? <laughs> Please I, send that to the administration tomorrow. I, I, um, see what they say. I graduated from here. <laughs> you don't know me? Excuse yeah, me. Do you even know what a get back coach is, bitch? <laughs> yeah. We're a package deal. Right, Jay? <laughs> yeah, Jay? you got a get back coach. You get a hype man. That's what it is. It's two for works. one. Two for one, but you're going to pay for yeah. all two of us. I'm going to need medical. I'm going to need PTO. I'm going to need... <laughs> Uh, also, just so you know, month of October, real dicey for me. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You can't I've tell me. <laughs> Someone's got to set up Christmas decks. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Listen, it's you can't. It is. it is against the law to use blackout dates. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I could take vacation whenever I want. Yeah. Union nice. Union nice. You're not even hired. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Um, I have a, a bit of a grinds my gears real quick. Um, it's okay. something that is fresh. I I know I am usually the level-headed one of this group, okay? Normally. Normally, Normally. I'm the one who just gets along to get along. You know what I mean? Moves mm-hmm. along to get along. Whatever it is, that's me. Except for recently, um, my dryer, uh, my clothes dryer, uh, went out over the weekend. Oof. Yeah. Hell yeah. For a lot of people, that's a death sentence, new dryer time. Gas or electric? Electric. We don't we don't do gas around here, I, I guess. Anyway, um, dryer is about eight years old, and it was like not the like top of the line dryer. So, you know, when stuff like this happens, you're like, okay, is this disposable? Can we just get rid of it and go on? No, not here in my house. Okay, go onto the YouTube's, type in my dryer's problem. First video that pops up, my fucking dryer being worked on with my exact problem. I'm like, oh, 
We got this shit made in the shade, my friend. Never that simple. Well, here's the deal. It could have been. It could have been that simple. If Lowe's wasn't a giant piece of shit, okay? And here's why they're a giant piece of shit. Villem, I know you you can relate to this. You know how you have good, better, and best coding practices where you have someone who, like a client comes to you and is like, I want this to do this. And you're like, okay, well, we can do this, but you know, it would make more sense if it did this and this. Uh, and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to pay for this and this. I just wanted to do the bare minimum and fuck off. Like, just mm-hmm. fuck off out of here. That has to be what Lowe's did with their fucking website. Because... Most like I feel like if you offer repairs and uh, replacement parts on uh, through whatever storefront you have, um, it yeah. is imperative that you also uh, have some sort of reference guide to what what you're ordering. Uh, meaning, like I have a GE washer or I have a GE dryer that I'm trying to repair. You should, right. First off, only offer me like parts that work on a GE appliance. Right bare minimum. Uh, next, um, don't just offer me like, you know, random parts for, uh, uh, your your repair. Right. So basically what happened is I typed in my dryer uh, model number into Google and, uh, typed in the part number that I was looking for. Uh First thing that pops up is Lowe's ad. I'm like, fuck Uh you. I'm not going with the ad. I'm scrolling down and I'm finding like legitimate search results. Well, I found a Lowe's search result and it didn't match the ad search result. So I was like, okay, click here. I look and it says works like universal dryer fitting uh, or you know, universal dryer belt is what I'm looking for. And uh, the part number matched up with what I had referenced. Cool. Wonderful. Go into the store. I even text the location of the of the item to me, so it tells me what aisle, what bay, yeah. and what shelf and it's the on. Bin, yeah, it's great. I'm like hell yeah. Walked into Lowe's Monday night, picked up what I needed, bounced out. It's like fourteen bucks. Hell yeah, way better than paying a couple hundred dollars to have somebody come out and fix this thing for me. Uh-huh. So I get home, take my dryer apart, I go to fix it. I realized like there's too much belt here. <laughs> there's there's too much goddamn belt. There's no way this belt is like this is not the right belt. Sure as shit, they decided to use a universal part number that ma- like so a U- a single UPC has uh-huh. like six part numbers on it because it is supposed to be universal. Well, here's the deal: dryers, right. dryers are not universal. So when you do a a search for the part number, this thing pops up. But what it doesn't tell you is there are three other models or three other UPCs that also have that same part number associated with it. So how do you know which one is the one for yours? You don't fucking know because they, they they just want you to come in and buy a fucking belt for $15 or $12, whatever it is. And then be so fucking frustrated with what you're doing that you give up. You, you know, you can return it, right? Oh, you goddamn right. I can. I was about to Guess say, what I am going to be doing. and be like, wrong size money back, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, you can give me store credit because bitch, I bought it on a store gift card. So fuck, hell yeah. yeah, whatever. But like, dude, why inconvenience people? Why do that? Wouldn't it be so yeah. much better if you just had the right shit in the right place for the right thing? Like you would, you're a fucking do it yourself store. Yeah, honestly, I think they probably get a lot of people who will buy that or, you know, a part and be like, oh, it's the wrong part. And then just like 
fucking toss it or something, not give a shit and go buy another one, you know? So right. Extra. I'm, I'm, I don't but know. But Universal, you know, are you sure you weren't supposed to like cut it down to size? And it's always, Universal is always a little can't. dodgy sometimes. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't always do that sometimes. with a belt uh no uh, not a continuous belt it's not like it has a buckle and you can just punch another hole in it no um so i found out after some post-mortem googling uh that belt is for a 29 inch dryer drum and i have a 26 inch dryer drum uh, and convenient mm-hmm. that three inches nice three inch, <laughs> three inch diameter so the circumference is much different so and it's got to go around the outside it's a whole fucking right thing. So, yeah, but good news is my dryer, um, I know how to take it apart front and back, and um, it has <laughs> been good news. <laughs> completely cleaned of all excess lint that might be floating around in that motherfucker. It's all clean. Well, so, that's good, too, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Ugh. there's a positive, there's a there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Appliances suck. Well, this is, honestly, I'm, I've, we've gotten really lucky. This is <sighs> the first first appliance issue. Um, uh, this is the first appliance issue that I've had at this house. So, knocking on wood. Uh, well, I guess we had a problem with the refrigerator, but I don't even count that shit. Like we, yeah, it was a Samsung. <laughs> oh, we all know. I mean, Frank, we all know what. Oh, Frank's not on here, but bad. Yes, do not you don't buy Samsung appliances. Do not buy Samsung appliances. And as a matter of fact, if That's you're so in funny, the, I have a Samsung washer dryer. They work well for me. Godspeed and party on. Honestly, um, I see a lot of people with this these this model, you know, or these yeah. models. I guess it's two appliances. So, like, that gave me some confidence. I don't. I haven't really had any issues. And one of them, the newest ones, have like Bluetooth or some shit. Like, yeah, or smart home something. I don't know. Yeah, I just got. Yeah, I um I, I will say if you're in the market for a new TV. Um, do not buy an LG or a Samsung TV. I was recently in the market. I got a TCL. Have you uh, heard or seen those? I mean, it's essentially the same internals as, uh, the fucking whatever I have. Well, it's the same internals as the Hensai or Hisense, one of those two. And, uh, whichever. good or bad? They're all right, man. They're like mass produced, uh, LED backed. Um, QLED, uh, QLED. Like yeah. yeah. Um, the one that I have, I didn't have money for like a designer, you know, fucking. Oh yeah. Top of the line, this, that, the other, but oh, you're not gonna get a fucking Samsung frame TV. Honestly, this TV was also partially imposed on me because I have this media console. Oh, I have a TCL too. What the fuck am I talking about? I knew it was something. Like these that. days, my goddamn media console is too narrow for like ninety percent of the TV. Yeah. Uh, feet, you know, because they're yeah. like off at the ends like that. Yep. So I like needed a TV with a pedal stool and. <laughs> you, I'm sorry, with a what? <laughs> what was that? Run that by me one more time. A pedal stool. That's not it. That's not what that's <laughs> fucking called. I, are you fucking with me or are you just, is this like Trader's Joe? Is that what's happening here? A little IT crowd call out oh, Jesus to Christ. the listeners. So if you do, if you, you know, if you're like, oh my God, IT crowd, please uh, yeah, hit us drop up us a, a like on Instagram. Just like mm, like one of our just, pictures and we'll you know, know. Like a picture from 2019. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and we'll know. Yeah, we'll yeah, know. Just we'll know go it's way, you. Be the creep that goes way back. And yeah. we'll know. 
uh, <laughs> no, but um, so like this new trend of every single TV is too fucking wide to be able to be put on a pedestal. Yeah. And uh, so we have to have the two feet way out wide does not jive with my media console, which is like <laughs> too narrow for that. And so just, I had to like just... specifically shop for one that comes on a pedestal. But then I also wanted like uh, not like just like as big as money, you know, my yeah. money can afford basically because like I don't want it to be just the only thing <laughs> that's you don't like want it to dominate the space. Yeah. Like fuck everything else in the room TV, you know, <laughs> like, but then I did end up having to get like a slightly bigger than I wanted. And the base is super beefy too. So I guess I get why they do the two legs. Uh-huh. Cause otherwise they got to make this massive. Why not? Why piece. not uh, wall mount it? Ah, because I'm renting, and it's also in front of uh, a couple of uh, windows, oh, which okay. it doesn't block it out, you know. So I still yeah. get the light in from the window, but um, it just—it's not a setup that lends itself to wall mounting. Fair, yeah. That's where Probably I'm at. F- that's where I'm at. That's where know? I'm at in this room. Uh, I need to get rid of what my TV is sitting on now, which is the uh, beer fridge number three. And really, okay. the only place to put this fucking TV is up on the wall. But Sorry. it's a weird. I, I have to put it at a fucking like put it on an articulating arm so I can angle it so I can actually see it. But that puts it in front of the fucking window. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. goddamn thing. So, uh, so yeah, no, I feel you, bro. I feel your TV woes. But seriously, don't buy an LG or a fucking Samsung. Uh, Frank, you were dealing with uh, your your kiddo, um, Villem was asking why what's wrong with Samsung appliances and I mean a lot (laughs) Uh, it's no it's that the if you read their insurance policies or their warranties everything that like would cost money to replace is not covered yeah the things that are absolutely gonna break like they're like oh there's a 10-year warranty on this but no 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 there's a like a a three-year warranty on the motor and like a 10-year warranty on the paint one button and nobody <laughs> presses you know like that's that's how they that's how they get you they're like oh yeah no we will warranty the paint we'll send a guy out he comes out with a pen mm-hmm. and he's like done cured it look at that hits it with so the UV light and walks out and then <laughs> i think it's not just that it's the like when they for them to diagnose the issue Costs like 150 bucks for them to come out and do that. So it's like, okay, well, at this point, why am I even doing it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have only ever had very bad experiences with um, Samsung in general. The, the TVs, I guess, I mean, they're TVs. It's an issue that <laughs> it's their, their appliances are the ones that I just will not, I will never buy again. So LG and Samsung have the same internals when it comes to TVs. They're the exact same exact same beast okay um i have a samsung washer dryer and they're not too bad the um no they they work i it's just some of them have things go wrong and then they are a nightmare to get people to get out to do anything to them people have them and they're like yeah i've had them for 10 years not a problem yeah but it's once you deal with that warranty it is terrible and it, it was so bad so Frank. I had a Samsung dishwasher, a Samsung washer, and Samsung dryer. And you and had I a Samsung replaced, refrigerator as well, didn't you? And a refrigerator, Same. and I've replaced every single one of them. 
and I've only been in this house for seven years, and I bought them brand new. So, oh that's my, my God. experience. With Samsung. Gas range, not a lot that could go wrong. So my gas range works well. <laughs> that's the only Samsung thing I have left. I've had to replace everything else, um, unfortunately. It's not, I think some of it is stroke of luck. Like, I don't think everybody has that level of bad luck with them, but um, I did, and I, I can't recommend them because of it. Yeah, that's fair. The t- the, the, the TVs, uh, every one of them that I've had and everyone that my family members have had, um, on the inside of LED TVs in particular, there are little diffusers that are like little round domes, like little round plastic domes that sit over the top of really high-intensity LED lights. And that's what provides the backlight for uh, your display on okay. LG and, and Samsung TVs. Those little plastic dome diffusers fall off. And I've only experienced that huh. with LG and Samsung TVs. And what is it? And what it what does, does it look like? It you know what? Doesn't doesn't look bad. Doesn't like ruin the the screen or anything. You can still watch TV. But Frank, I think you've seen it on my old TV that I had in the living room. Uh, it provides these hyper bright spots within the screen. And so like you're looking yeah, at something so the, the like what the, the fuck the back, is happening? The, the backlight on that, especially if you've like moved it a couple times, um, that diffuser can get loose, mm-hmm. and the only way to get to it is by removing what is a piece that will go out of warranty if you touch it. Yep, you so basically like, have to break apart the screen and the backlight. Yeah, it's it's super annoying, man. I I don't really know. I really don't know how these folks get away with it because some of these things are by design. Yeah. Right. And then others are just bad luck and the bad luck ones should just get fixed. They should just get fixed. But what is it? Designed obsolescence. Is that what it's called? uh, Yeah, exactly. That's different. Well, I, but when you, when you have parts that fail, some of this could be intentional. We just don't know. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is when you see a YouTube video of a goddamn dryer that has the same issue. And, and every comment in there is like and it's typed been, in this problem. that way for seven years. It's like, this is how you fix the 2017, 2018, 2019 <laughs> model. And well, maybe you're just, at this point, maybe it's just intentional that this thing fails. You know, like. I mean, with the, um, the part that went out on my, on my machine. But yes, you're belt. right. It's not, it, it is different definition. Yeah. yeah. Not, go ahead. I was going to say, the part that went out on my dryer, at least is a, a known wearable part. It's the fucking belt that rotates the drum in the dryer. So eventually no. that thing is going to go out. But my, my problem with it is Lowe's fucking tell me which part I need. Don't just send me, don't have three universal parts with the same fucking part number. Forced obsolescence is like your phone getting slower every single iPhone update because yes. I guess that's true. Yeah, for it's no not... fucking reason, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, you just don't have the fucking see." I always thought of it. capability to run this high end software, and it's like, well, maybe you're just you hogging way too many resources for yeah, no reason at all. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. thought of it as like putting a part in a larger machine that is going to fail at a certain time that would require you to buy a new machine. Because that part is so vital that when it fails, it's useless. It, or it so costs it could, more it could, to replace that part than it does to buy it. But it, it, could, it yeah. could be that as well. Like, yeah. The yeah. thing is, 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 it depends on what tech you're talking about. That. Yeah. So that's, that's what I think is, is, that's what I was trying to get to is like, 
it's not necessarily related to, you know, compute power. It could be related to the fact that this control board is intentionally wired, you know, to have X number of times that this button can be pushed and then it will fail and we know it. And we warranty it for just like 10% less than that, you know, and some of them will hit it and, and fail and some of them won't and, you know, they'll fail yeah. after. Yeah, stuff breaking right after the warranty period is super duper frustrating. Yeah. So with that being said, I, I don't think there's a significant risk if you own a Samsung that you're like going to be fucked. But it's I had such a terrible experience serially that I would be an idiot to go buy another Samsung product. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, it's yeah. like. And that's um, coming from somebody who owns, who's owned like eight Samsung phones over yeah. the course of my. So, so that's, that's kind of, you know, when you get burned and I mean, to the tune of, I don't know, three, $4,000. Yeah, I was going to say like, okay, several well, thousand yeah. dollars at this point, if you've had that many appliances. Yeah. And then you go do the research and it's like, well, yeah, you can buy this company. There's a company out of Kohler, Wisconsin called Speed Queen and Speed Queen. They look ugly. Yep. But they stand by the warranty. They send people to fix it. Same, Is same with you the have? Maytag commercial stuff. Yeah, I've got speed, speed clean washers and dryers. They're not the cheapest up front, but they're not that much more expensive. So the washer will run you. Now, if you want to get the real fancy ones that look nice, they'll run you like nineteen hundred bucks. But if you if you get the normal ones, it can be anywhere from seven hundred to eleven hundred, depending on the capacity you need for the washer and then the dryer runs about six to nine hundred depending on capacity but um if anything goes wrong you know you have a literally it's like a 15 year warranty on the bit yeah and it's 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 front to back top down whatever i've never heard because you pay a little bit more up front so it's like some of these appliances i mean heavy use appliances i'm just like fuck it yeah. Tell me who has the best warranty. I'll pay for it because I know something will go wrong. So Christina's dad, right? Now, this isn't something that I suggest everybody goes and does because not everybody can afford it. But Sub-Zero is a very, very good refrigeration brand. Uh-huh. And not only do they stand behind their warranty, they will do it anywhere, right? So like he's a, had all the his, commercial kitchen, kitchens have Sub-Zero. Yep. And he's had the same Sub-Zero in his house for 20 years and has gotten it serviced. He's never paid for it. Um, one time the compressor went out, they came in, replaced it. Now, granted, you know, that's a couple 10, 15 grand up front. I was going to say, they're expensive. But a 20-year fridge, it. villain. A 20-year fridge, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's like, like four fridges. and it's still running. It's still yeah. running, right? Yeah. So to me, it's like some of this stuff, if you're building a house, you need to be aware of this because maybe you build less of a patio and get proper appliances, you right? Can, it's like yeah. there's there's a trade-off there that you could, yeah, sure, you can't maybe, you know, in a sub-zero fridge in a, like, 1,500-square-foot house <laughs> that costs 200 grand to build doesn't make any sense, but I'm saying... If you're if you're at the point where you're like, you know, you you build a nice house, whatever, and you're trying to skimp on the appliances, do not do it. Do not do it. You're gonna spend more money on that stuff, long term. Um, yeah, it's, uh, 
I've Wolf. been burned twice by it, so that's the reason I like just am so passionate about this subject. Yeah, no, fair. <laughs> that's happened. I've bought too many fucking fridges. <laughs> I want No, I shouldn't say that. But oh, the Wolf ranges; those are like yeah, they're great. high they're end, fantastic. But Wolf <laughs> ranges, Sub Zero fridges. I didn't have one. Viking, Viking. Dryer, I was gonna say but... Viking does ranges and refrigerators. Didn't know that. Until yeah, Viking does ranges. They do, and and Bosch is actually a very very good middle range product. The GE actually their profile range very good. Um, it's just you kind of have to know specifically what you're buying. Like if you're if you're looking at Speed Queen, also look at Maytag. You know, like um, commercial specifically. Don't look at Maytag, everything else. Look at their commercial shit. That's the equivalent of Speed Queen. That's the stuff that has, like, very, very few electronics that control the whole circuitry. Like, it's, you know, it's it's physical buttons that you're pushing. And I don't know, like, I love technology. I'm a tech person. I don't need my fucking... Bluetooth connected washer to be Bluetooth connected <laughs> to my goddamn Alexa to adjust the temperature of a drawer. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that. You know, I just don't need it. So, um, yeah, you know, it's lessons learned. We all did it. You know, you go out, you you go look at the, you know, nice washer dryer. And we did, I did that right at the beginning. And I was like, Samsung LG looks like a good deal. It's not a good deal. If, if you're the unlucky person, a lot of people wear that shit and just have it forever. And it's not a problem. I was not lucky. Um, I've been lucky enough with my range, which is the only Samsung product left. And it house. has zero to do with electronics controlling. And it has no electronics on it. And it just has the control board at the front, which eventually will probably burn out. But And at that point, I'll look for an induction range because this one has served its its life. But it's, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but that is something that you learn as you go through the warranty cycle of, Life appliances, Korean appliances, I would say, because I think Korean appliances are the worst. <laughs> it's wild. The worst. It really is wild. Until, until Hisense happens, because at what's some a, point, what's Hisense another what's another Korean happen. appliance? LG oh. and Samsung are really it. Oh. Yeah, Hisense is Chinese. Hisense, TCL, both Chinese. Yeah, but Hisense will blow up one day. There, there is. I bet. It's going to be just as bad, if not worse, than LG and Samsung. They are making so many things for, you no know, money. mid-market, upper market. They make these fridges that you could pay, you spend like ten grand on a Hisense fridge, or you could spend nine hundred bucks, and it's like it looks like a knockoff of this like ten the grand fridge, fridge. That they make. At huh. some point, this shit is just going to blow up. Like is, it's going to blow up. Is Hisense making cars yet? Because Chinese knockoff cars are some of my favorite things to to, okay, to research. But then you look at brands like Yamaha and Suzuki that have like pulled off having like a really weirdly diverse. Uh, yes, but product offering. It's a it's a little bit different, right? So. Their diverse product offering came from a lot of government funding, a factory building, and you know, targeted manufacturing um, way back in the day, where they were like, "Oh, well, you know, Japan and wherever." This was like the, the model, but it really started in Japan, where it was like, "We need to be good at this," and then the government would pour money into a sector, and there would only be so many firms big enough to be able to do it. And Suzuki, Yamaha, um, you know, 
uh, Yanmar, like all these big manufacturing firms were essentially handed government contracts because of their size and their ability to execute um, in a very small country with, at that point, a lot of money. Um, Wait, isn't, is Yanmar Chinese? They're Japanese. Oh, weird. I thought they were like freaking Scandinavian. That sounds like a no. Scandinavian name. No, they're Japanese. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, it's 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 like I don't have any any issue with any of these manufacturers. It's just the experiences are very different. And I would just suggest before you purchase <laughs> it, if it looks cheaper, look at the warranty. There's probably a reason. Um, and you know, just if if you're okay going into it and you understand the risk is that you might replace it in five years, just know that that's that's a possibility. Um, and then the other side of it is you can have this like old ass exactly. fridge that's still just holding up, no worries. That's the thing is it's luck of the draw. It's occasionally totally luck of the needs draw. a line unclogged or something. <clears throat> yeah, to get no, because I knew I knew what was wrong with my Samsung washer. Yeah, Philip's point. Philips TV from the Secaucus Walmart. <laughs> yeah. I had a, like, I knew the part that needed to be replaced. I knew how to do it. But by the time that I had figured it out, I'd already spent so much time trying to fix it. And not only that, the part was like 300 bucks. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, so I'm $300 in. I'm going to do the fix because if I don't, it's another 300 at least and I'm 600 bucks in plus two weeks for the repair guy to come out. And and this thing only costs me 900 to a thousand. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Right. Like, and it's only going to, you're only going to get it going again for another four years. That's the point. And this isn't a guaranteed fix for anything. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, you know, my biggest complaint is with Samsung appliances in particular is my fridge. And Frank, I think you had the same problem with your Samsung fridge is that they, Oh, okay. So you didn't have the same problem. No, no, no. See, my problem was the fact that my fridge was an ice maker. And I say that because they put the temperature controller in the middle of the fucking heat sink. Now, if you don't know, that is terrible. Yeah. So. Basically, the, temp- it was the, desert. the temperature controller always red hot because it was in the middle of a fucking heat sink. Well, guess what, guys? When an, uh, a refrigerator blows coolant through to try to cool things down, to cool things down being the fucking temperature sensor, um, in the middle of the heat sink, it's a fucking Ouroboros or whatever you want to call it. It's a fucking snake eating itself because it's trying to get cooler. So it's working harder to do so, which is generating more heat, which makes the heat sink or makes the temperature controller makes it think that it's hotter. So the temperature drops lower and then it tries to work harder. Loop. It's exactly what it is until it freezes over. And at that point, the temperature controller shuts off because it's frozen and it has a fucking fail safe on it. So it freezes over, it stops. Your t- your fucking refrigerator stops cooling and it just goes to like 70 degrees one morning. And you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is going God, on? Damn. And the only way to fix it is to go through, take the entire back, like the inside of your refrigerator, take the back of it off to expose the heat temperature or the heat sensor and the heat sink and then hit it with a blow dryer until it thaws enough for itself to kick back on only to do it again because it's a fucking it's a it's a feedback loop that will always end in failure you get yourself so, a thermocouple 
Brian, and oh, you no, run gonna, that motherfucker exactly where you want. I'm going to need a fucking time machine because that bitch went right back to Nebraska <laughs> Furniture Mart when I got my new fridge. So let me quickly... The heatsink issue is very common. Yes, it's, it's it's not always about placement. Sometimes they they save money on this part. Now, I I mean, if you've ever been in a situation where you've had a fridge that needed a heatsink, like my wine fridge needed a heatsink, um, a heatsink is a very very cheap ceramic plate that is. Ceramic coated plate. Yeah, I was gonna say that, it's just little pieces, fins of aluminum. Okay, so that's on the every big every fridge. The big oh, okay, every um, fridge so, I think needs a needs some kind of heat sink. Yes, yes. because it's so, literally so, taking the heat out of it's the a heat air, exchanger. So. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but so the way the way it worked in my and I my it actually did have fins, but there's a there's a ceramic plate that does the heat exchange, and then okay. dispersal takes place through a fan blowing through this like metal thin type setup right yeah. so um that the actual sink that you need to replace is a part that is probably about 50 cents and if you just had an appropriately sized part for the fucking fridge that you were running you a wouldn't overheat it which right. blows the heat sink b you wouldn't freeze it Right. So 99% of this shit is just cheap ass design that you're like, okay, so you guys just didn't want to spend the money. Yep. And it, it, you're talking about a buck, $2. Like you're not talking about hundreds of that. A heat sink is nothing. It costs nothing to make. I've got six of them for that fridge because you can only get them in packs of eight. And I've had to replace it Don't twice. Do two of them already. Everything, <laughs> everything we're talking about is like a, our symptoms of like infinite growth. Yeah. You know, trying to squeeze every last penny out of every last freaking process and everything to like, Frank, grow, if your wine get fridge, as much profit as we can, if your wine fridge heat sink blew up every time it was rear ended, the fucking, you'd have Congress, on your ass like you're the fucking Ford Motor co- Company making a goddamn Pinto. Because it's exactly so, what that got them in trouble is they saved like exactly. 25 cents to replace a, a, a rubber grommet with a metal grommet and that punctured like four gas tanks and killed 10 people. And they're well, like, and oh they my also God. mounted the gas tank right behind the back bumper, right? All gas tanks are mounted right behind the back bumper. Every one of them. No, I don't think so. Yeah, the difference is they skimped on a safety piece instead of making instead of spending like a dollar to to put the part your, there. Your, your 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 gas tank has, um, it's not okay. So the 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 fallacy about the Pinto was that it was the back bumper was the gas tank. Yeah, that not- that was the common held belief. It's not true, but to Brian's point. It, it, your gas tank is right behind your back bumper. It's where you fill it. It's unless nah, it's a man. I'm looking at mine right now. I was going to say unless it's an SUV, back- unless it's an SUV or a truck, which has a different body altogether. I'm talking about cars. Uh, cars have them mounted between, like basically okay. below your trunk, between 20, the passenger compartment. Yeah. Here, twenty what fifteen yeah, Honda Accord. Yeah, one sat on top location. of it. Had no idea. I had no idea. I mean, like gas tanks are also. <laughs> Dude, no, like a responsible car manufacturer mounts the gas tank like between the back wheels. That's that, guess what, my guy. That is so behind, right behind the bumper. The bumper. 
That's what he was saying. That's what I'm saying. No, that's not. There's like an entire cargo space and stuff between the look gas at, tank. And look at the what back that bumper. cargo space contains. It's air, my guy. <laughs> it is nothing. Yeah, that is your crumple, crumple zone. zone. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's Which, what the Pinto if you had. Put the gas tank in the crumple zone. Then obviously but, the gas tank shall crumple. But, Villain. Yeah, but you you have to remember first off the crumple zone you have today is very different than it was back in then. Yeah. B. But like Jeep, uh, right? Well, no, Jeep, no, but, Jeep but is hold, one of the manufacturers that's notorious on. for mounting the gas tank too far back. But listen to what Brian was saying. What he's saying is, is they had something that was supposed to be rubber. They replaced it with metal. So it pierced the tank. Yes. When an accident happened. And that's why it caught on fire. So it wasn't, it's, it it's wasn't that the, something that small. Yeah is what caused it where whether or not it was mounted too far back wasn't the issue it, it wouldn't was, have been an issue if everything functioned as it meant and it it had you know the ability to sustain impact but because it had this fucking needle yep. it could just, <laughs> just pierce whatever it wanted with enough impact yep it it was the problem so <clears throat> that Jeep makes sense known for catching fire well yeah right? jeeps are known for catching fire mainly because people um, are Jeep owners and they, they hate themselves. So why not, yeah, why not just set it. themselves on fire? Probably deserve it. Like, yeah. man, I'm so upside down on this Jeep. <laughs> 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 it, it took me eight years to get on the waiting list to buy this Jeep Wrangler four door and it is overheating everywhere. So I might as well, man, I just can't hear myself think when I'm driving it. That's just, the worst part about the Wrangler is the people get it and they don't leave the stock tires on well, it. Why they would put you? shit on them. And you're like, you have you heard the no, road noise without the shit that you're about without to put the shit, and then I they don't change. Your life. And then they don't change any of the gears on those cars, and they're like, oh. I don't know why I get six miles to the gallon and my top speed is sixty nine. I don't know why I am cruising down the highway at eight thousand RPM. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah. So, I mean, least practical, probably most fun to like explore the world with vehicle sure. have you seen what? uh these jeep ads it's like uh ever wonder why it's called the american dream and not the american goal <laughs> jesus christ i have not <laughs> and there's a guy with a suit looking back at the camera as he's like mid stride but like the frame isn't paused he's just like not walking anymore looking back at the it's weird it's very weird ad Jesus, that's fucking terrible. Hey, it I'll, makes I'll your butt him... like you know suck into itself with cringe. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> they're like, <laughs> I'll give them credit though. They're selling a hundred and some odd thousand dollar Jeep. At the moment. Yes, they are. And I they gotta, are selling like hotcakes. I got to be honest. When I see one driving down the road, I do have a moment of like, God damn, that's a nice looking car. The Grand Wagoneer, the Grand Wagoneer, fucking dude, no. The the Grand Wagoneer seems legit as fuck. If it weren't a Jeep, I would. So here's the deal. Exactly, that's what I mean. Like, okay, so the the body and stuff looks cool, but the under, the internals are. Oh yeah, no, the drivetrain is goddamn garbage town. But yeah, no, there's no. no This guy, he owned one, right? And the thing that happened to his happened to my aunt at the exact same time. Literally halfway around the world. Like oh, his did, did, and then hers in Australia. Did, did your aunt? Did thing. your aunt get stuck in a horse pasture in the mud too? No, Brian. Oh. <laughs> Damn. But the the transmission, the, the transmission sounds like dude. The transmission like blew within what the first year of owning it. Yeah, or it was something. like ten thousand miles on. 
It catastrophic. Sounded like, <laughs> it sounded like you were driving a Formula One car. Wow. Yeah. It's like, like it was crazy. That's wild. So, yeah. All right. I, I'm going to have to wrap. Same, yeah, same, same guys. Um, all right. Well, I'll just play. Have you guys heard of the death wobble on Dodges? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The front like end. If you go a certain speed, Frank, in a, in a, like a Dodge Ram, certain year models, the wheels will reach a resonant frequency and they'll start and the whole fucking cab will just it has and it, everyone's just like, oh that's the, the be, death wobble you be just careful. slow down a little bit and then it's fine be careful if you google death wobble because death wobble <laughs> is also something that happens in uh super bikes and those wrecks oh, are I've not fun to, i mean i had no, a, no no those people die i had a cousin who had death wobble on his uh on his honda that's and awful. it was his entire back had to get skin grafted. It sucked, but oh god, uh, yeah, no resonant frequencies or uh, whatever it's called, like the um, vibrations in cars, especially, can have horrific fucking oh. uh, yeah. uh, outcomes. So if you are driving, I'm mean, just going to be uh, Brian's fucking uh, auto auto corner. Uh, if you wait, can if, I can I can I go out first? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Just Milo's crying again. So, okay. Um, for Frank down here in far, far, far north, uh, what is it? Northeast Mexico City. I'm out. Beer. Okay. Later, Frank. See ya. Uh, no, if your car is fucking vibrating, go go see a technician immediately. Like, it's either a tire, a wheel, wheel bearing. Something's happening with your car. Don't let it fucking vibrate for too long because your shit will fall apart. It's loose or it will be loose very soon. It, or something else will become loose that's way more important than because what's currently it, loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, for Brian here in North Texas, thanks for listening. I hope to see and talk to y'all real soon. Bye. For Villa in Tulsa, uh, send me your physics questions by commenting on one of our old photos and we'll know. Uh, and We'll know. In... <laughs> just normal Tulsa. I'm out. Bye.